Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, the God of mercy.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Now is the time we have set aside for the children's message. In the first reading today, we heard about shepherds. Jeremiah 23, 4. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. Now, there are very few sheep in Juneau, so I'm guessing no one has met a shepherd here in town. A shepherd is a person who tends and rears sheep. Let's talk about what makes a good shepherd. A good shepherd knows each one of their sheep by name. They not only know their names, but they know everything about the sheep. They know what they sound like. He can tell by the way they cry if they are in trouble, lost, or sick. Sheep don't always pay attention to where they are going. Sometimes they are so concerned about what they're eating, they tend to wander off and get lost, and then the shepherd must go out and look for them. We are a lot like sheep. There are so many things going on around us, like school, sports, or work, that we sometimes forget about God and what he wants us to do. Instead of reading our Bibles and praying, we fill all of our time with other tasks and don't make time for God. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us and remind us about God. We need God to help us just like sheep need a shepherd to help them when they get in trouble. We need God to help us do the right things, and we can go to him when we are in trouble or scared, and he will comfort us. Sheep need the shepherd to save them when they are in trouble. We need Jesus to save us from our sins. He died for us so we can be forgiven of our sins and live forever with him in heaven. God is our shepherd. He is a good shepherd. Let us pray. God, thank you for being our good shepherd. Thank you for protecting us and guiding us and sending your son to die on the cross that we might be saved. Forgive us when we don't always follow you. Keep us on the right paths and bring us to your love. Amen.
Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about something that happened to Brad this week when he went to New York. He started out in Manhattan and then, and then had to go upstate for part of his work and then was going to be going back to Manhattan. And, you know, when you do that, you take a subset of your stuff with you to the subset of your trip. And uh, so he got all packed up, but... Like the rest of us, Brad hasn't been traveling this last year, and he has gone to one of the busiest places in the world. Um, it's it's uh, Grand Central, it's not station, because that's the post office. Whatever, Grand Central, whatever, anyway, huh? Terminal, thank you, Grand Central Terminal. Uh, so how many people here have been there in New York and Manhattan? Like, lots of people. Okay, just pick the busiest place you've been. And I certainly experienced this just at going to SeaTac, where after a year of not having a lot of traffic, foot traffic, and you go to an airport, and all of a sudden there are more people in a terminal than in the entire town of Juno, and it's a little bit overwhelming, and everybody has a place that they're trying to go, and then multiply that. So first of all, it's, it's super busy, and uh, this isn't a comment. I'll get back to Brad's story, but have you ever noticed that when you are in a hurry, and you're in one of those places that has, uh, has all those people, that people get in the way? They do. You're trying to look at your departure schedule to see what gate you're supposed to be at or the baggage, uh, which baggage uh, carousel you're going to pick your bag up at or trying to figure out what, what train you're going to get on to get to a terminal in one of those airports. And people are moving in the way. You can't see the sign or they're bumping you. They don't understand the flow of traffic. And I don't know about you, but it's not all that often that I think, gosh, 
I'm in somebody else's way. And I'm not talking about just those times when I know I'm in somebody else's way, but if, if, if there's a long line at the Starbucks or Heritage Coffee or whatever, uh, you know, and all those people are there, and you're like, oh, there's a long line. Okay, you're, you're part of that groan for everybody else, right? And I'm going to talk about that because there's this, this sense that people, more and more people are coming, and these crowds are coming, and it's bustling, and they're pressing in. And it's hard, it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out, okay, where is it that I want to go? What is it that I can do while I'm here? How can I do it and be kind to those people around me? And Jesus' reputation is building. Okay, back to Brad. So he's heading upstate, gets on whatever train it is, I don't even know. And then he's on a phone doing business call on something else. All of a sudden, his stop comes up because, you know, he's not a regular commuter on this. He jumps off, and his bag doesn't come with him. Yeah. And, you know, it's got, it's got all the expensive stuff because that's the stuff that you take with you when you go on a sub trip. Um, and you figure, okay, New York, okay, the bag's going to New Jersey, and we're never going to get it. I mean, you know, how many, how many people are on the train there? So, but he fills out the report dutifully. And then uh, uh, the next day, he hears from, I don't know, Trenton or something, the station. We found a bag, you know, yay high, blue bag on wheels. Oh, they got my bag. So he makes the couple-hour trip to Trenton to get his bag. Yeah. Now it's, it might have been opened. We know stuff might be gone, but you still get your bag back and your clothes or whatever. Um, so anyway, he gets there and wouldn't you know it, it's somebody else's blue, you know, two and a half foot travel bag on wheels. And the only one that's turned in that day. And so now, not only is the bag missing, and it was frustrating already because getting into that type of situation is frustrating when you haven't, when it's not part of your regular rhythm. And you're disappointed, and now your hopes are up, and now they're dashed. And the whole thing was, was this sense of there's, there's just too much going on, and when you start to juggle too much, everything starts to break. As it happens, the next day, Brad did get a call that his bag did show up at a different station. And so now we're a little less optimistic the next time he goes to, I think it's New Jersey again, and goes there, gets his bag. Okay, well, at least he's going to get his bag back. He's pretty sure it's the same one this time. Opens it up. And you know how when you're going on a little side trip, you're stuffing things in to the corners and inside your shoes to make sure. So you know how you packed it, right? Opens it up, nobody even opened it. All his stuff is there. So not only did he get his bag back, but he got all his stuff back. It hadn't been bothered. And, uh, you know, kind of a miracle when you think about the numbers. It's a good image for us because this is the image of Jesus and the comings and goings of the disciples and how their expectations, how the expectations of the crowds are building. Because 
Um, has anybody here ever either been famous or hung out with somebody f- famous? You have you? Okay, what's it like when you're in public with a famous person? Or maybe you're, you're getting the center of attention, but people, people don't want you. They want access to this other person. But they also start to want. They start to want what hasn't been offered or what hasn't been promised. And people can get disappointed when they don't get what they want from a person who's getting a lot of attention from a famous person. And so people are pressing in. You know, those who are friends are like, I'm trying to be a friend here, but people are clamoring to to, to take. And Jesus' message is Jesus does heal, and he does call us to heal. And Jesus does feed, and Jesus does call us to feed. But that's the thing. Jesus calls us to feed. And when his crew is small, and more and more people are coming with more and more expectations, and they're bringing the sick to the markets and demanding healing, it's exhausting and the people start to get to identify where are we in this crowd? Am I the person that is in somebody else's way? It's easy for me to notice when somebody else is in my way. It's easy for me to notice when I can't see the the arrivals board or I can't reach my bag on the carousel or, you know, the door's slamming. I notice when when it's... inconveniencing me. But am I noticing when I'm in somebody else's way or that I am part of a mass that is getting in somebody else's way? Because as the body of Christ, we have to figure out where we are in the complex choreography of the crowd as it builds. If we are the people who are hanging out with Jesus for the long term, the Lisas, I'm going to point to Lisa for this, the Lisas, it gets exhausting. And we have to be reminded to rest. Take some time away because there will always be more need. There will always be more need. And so if we are in that place where we're doing a lot of ministry and we're, we're, we're caring for people and we're sharing and we're giving as much as we can and it's starting to burn us out or it's starting to damage our home relationships or it, we've put ourselves in a position where there's just too much that we can't that we're dropping and forgetting our bags on the train. That's an indication that it's time for us to go away and rest. And Jesus tells the disciples, come away and rest. They didn't even have time to eat. I'm going to guess everybody here has been at that point sometimes so busy. You're so busy, you realize, oh, I haven't eaten in, you know, however long. Because you get busy. And so identify if you're in that place. Because while there's, there's in some cases, uh, um, an image of this self-sacrificing 
faithfulness of a good witness? Who is it that makes the sacrifice? This should be an easy one. Who makes the sacrifice? Jesus! Yeah, Jesus. We are called to give. We are called to give as much as we can. And we are called to be push to give. I mean, push ourselves to give. But the one who goes to the cross is Jesus. And anytime it's tempting for us to put ourselves on the cross to become martyrs, we have to, we have to say, wait a minute, it's time for me to go and rest. Because I, too, am part of God's creation. And tending to that creation is part of being a healthy member of the church. And we have to notice, if we're part of the crowd that's clamoring, what are we asking for? And are we asking for that which we can share with each other? Are we asking for that which isn't being offered? Are we climbing over others to ask for what we need? Now it says they went as far as to touch the fringe of his garments. Who knows what a fringe on the garments of a Jewish man at that time meant? Teacher and observance. The fringe is is part of of a garment of observance. So the fringe is a a religious garment, and so he he is sharing, and, and it says they were healed. But we have to watch ourselves and trust that when we go to Jesus, yes, we will be healed. That is, in fact, offered. But how much of the, how much of the crowd are we pressing in with? A lot of people who will, will be traveling who haven't traveled in over a year. So just notice, just notice the next time you're at a place that's exceptionally crowded or there's no place to sit at the gate. The next time you're at an airport and there's no place to sit at the gate. You know how frustrating that is. Just, just ask yourself, you know, what, where am I in this picture and where am I in somebody else's picture? How much am I called to give? And when is it time to go away and rest? Because all of those pieces are part of being the flock. And we are promised a shepherd. We are promised a shepherd who will guide us in that process. We don't have to be the shepherd. But it's easy to lose track. It's easy to get lost. I mean, the the whole shepherding imagery is that it's easy to get lost. So just remind yourself over and over. Going to church over and over is, is, is getting reconnected. You know, reading scripture, prayer, all those things are getting reconnected to try to keep ourselves from getting lost. And then when you do get your bag back, woohoo! It was actually really wonderful.
This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which is helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Bread of life, you have set this table with your very self and called us to the feast of plenty. Gather what has been sown among us and strengthen us in this meal. Make us to be what we receive here, your body for the life of the world. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission, the mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran, Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us be upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen. abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 
1-800-242-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.